Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Full Time Whistle Podcast. I'm absolutely delighted to welcome the chairwoman of the Wing Athletic Support. It's called Caroline Molyneux. How are you doing, Caroline? Hi, Jay. <laughs> nice to see you. Nice to see you as well. And uh, earlier this week, we had some amazing news uh, in relation to the Phoenix 21 Limited Group as they are set to become the new owners of Wig Athletics, subject to EFL approval. What was your reaction to this uh, amazing piece of news that fans have been praying for for months? Um, we've heard the word relieved over the last few days, used a lot, but we absolutely were um, because so many people have worked so hard and um, it just looks like we finally will have something positive to look forward to as William fans. And um, so relief was the first thing. Um, obviously, for a few weeks, we've thought that it will happen. And whilst it's not being publicly out there, um, we thought it, it could happen. But we've had so many false starts, haven't we, over the last few months that we didn't want to count any chickens and, and before they've hatched. But um, but relief was the main main thing. And then like anticipation really you know about what's to come in the future because um this group do seem really positive and i'm sure you're going to ask me a little bit more about that but um it, it, you know very optimistic about what's going to happen to wigan in the future can you describe the moment when you did find out the news and uh, what obviously you mentioned your initial reaction there but as someone who's been so closely involved since uh, day one really it, it must have been an unforgettable moment for you and everyone involved. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I wouldn't believe it. What one of the committee members said, uh, we'll believe it when the ink's dry. That was, a, that was um, one of the committee members, uh, Marie, her, her reaction to it was that because we've been through so much. Um, but we did uh, hear the news on Monday. Um, we, we'd sort of been expecting it Friday, Saturday, Sunday. There was lots of legalities being checked and contracts being checked and so on. So we were, you know, I was waiting with bated breath for that text or, you know, that that email to come through to sort of confirm it. Um, but when it did and we got the news that contracts had been exchanged, uh, at that point, I, I, just, I just felt an overwhelming sense that things were looking up and... We could actually talk as well, you know, we could actually speak a little bit more about what was going on and 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 that was another sense of relief, you know, that we can I can talk to you and and talk to, you know, sort of Barry and, and others over the next few days. I know Jason was speaking to Barry last night. Um about about some of the things that have happened over the last nine months. So um, you know, it was really positive. We felt really positive. And then obviously I got on the phone to the rest of the committee and uh and the news broke and fans just started sending positive messages to each other on the on Twitter, on social media. It was just a lovely evening, wasn't it, on Monday, you know. Um, I don't know, I'm sure you felt the same, Jay. <laughs> Absolutely. It was it was indescribable really, because it, it's news that we've all waited for for so long and at times we, we probably thought it was never gonna come and, and it and it did. And and you mentioned there that you you've been able to talk and, and talk about things over the last nine months. Has it been quite frustrating that you've not had the freedom to kind of say what you think during this this period? Um, I wouldn't say it's frustrating because it's the, it's been the right thing to do. So I think it's been more frustrating probably for the fans. But in terms of what we've been doing, you know, it's just been it, it's not been difficult because it 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 has absolutely been the right thing to do. Um, one of the things that the the new group have said to us that you know uh, we've built we've managed to build a trusting relationship already over the last month or so, and that's because of the way we've dealt with things all the way through the process. So that is much more important than you know having to put a statement out every week or whatever it might be. So you know we have the fans have been frustrated at times. But we have got there, and um, and and like I said, it's been through the right the right way all the way through. So so yeah, I wouldn't say I'm frustrated, just happy that we've been able to play a part now, um, you know, and and we, we'll be able to tell our story. I'm sure over the coming coming weeks, as as everything's finalised. <laughs> Absolutely, it's it's really exciting times for everyone involved at the moment. And 
and obviously we'll, we'll cast yourself back now to last month uh, a couple of weeks ago when did you first hear about the interest of the Bahraini group and, and how quickly did things progress um so the Bahraini group were um interested right from the start so sort of uh before we had the Spanish bid uh, so, so they have been interested twice. Of course, you'll know that the Spanish group, uh, they had exclusivity. And so that at that point, obviously, lots of other bidders, um, I think Lisa spoke about it last night, but lots of other bidders sort of had to be put on hold. And the Bahraini group um, were one of those, but they've remained interested throughout uh, the whole process. And then um, in uh, January, when, when obviously the Spanish bid fell through um they were back interested on the same day you know on the same day that uh the spanish bid fell through they were they were that keen and um and over the last few weeks uh as things have gained momentum uh one of the things that that's really been very refreshing for me is 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 their professionalism their confidentiality they've not really been interested in like a media circus. They've been more interested in getting the job done, getting the purchase sorted um, and, you know, buying the football club, saving the football club. And that speaks volumes for them, you know, in my opinion, that that, that the the main priority hasn't been, you know, speaking to everybody and sundry about what they're doing. It's been, let's get the contracts sorted. Absolutely. And I think uh, the incoming chairman, Mr. Talal Alhanis, even said in his statement on Monday night, actually speak louder than words. And, and obviously what you just said there, the professionalism is devastated and obviously focusing on, on rescuing the club and, and finding a deal. That's, that's a massive positive. And in terms of yourselves and the supporters club, what conversations have you had with the group and, and what's the contact been like? I know you've built a trusting relationship, as you said. Yeah, so um, we've been in contact with uh, a number of uh, of the group uh, over the last few weeks. Um, obviously, we liaise with the administrators as well. So when the when we said you know we were liaising with the administrators regularly, at times it has been on a daily basis, uh, just getting feedback on where where they're at with they've been at with the Bahrainis. But in terms of the group, um, I've uh, got had regular contact with Mal Mal Brannigan, who is the incoming CEO. Um, has a great track record. Um, I've, I've met, met with him and had uh, some really positive conversations about uh, what we might do in the future. And not just for the supporters club, for the wider fan base. He's very, very keen to get all fans' views in as many different forums as he possibly can. And he, he, his mantra is that the, uh, the fans are the heart of the club which is, you know, exactly what we did this whole sort of crowdfunder and everything for was that w- throughout this administration, the fans have been at the heart of everything. And I can see that in, in uh, Mal's, you know, vision for the club and, and the group's vision for the club. Um, there are others involved as well. Um, so there's a, a team, there is a, a really professional team that have got a lot of experience in football uh, and business and marketing. And again, that gives me lots of reassurances that there'll be new ideas in the club throughout this process. um, It's made us as a supporters club, very knowledgeable about the ins and outs of the football club. So things like the the financial losses that the previous owners and the Whelan family were footing for the football club and generally in football, it, it just can't go on like that. We need to try to make football more sustainable. One of the ways we can do that, of course, is the academy, but we're going to need a good marketing team, commercial team, you know, make, they're talking about things like making the most of the stadium and the assets and the, the you know, the things that are, that are positive about uh, Wigan. I know uh, that Lisa's mentioned a lot about about the Warriors and you know um, working together with the Warriors to make the most of of that stadium and everything that goes with it, so that we've got enough money to keep sustainable for the future. Um, so they've got lots and lots of plans that are really positive, but also realistic. You know, um, not pie in the sky. Certainly doable at Wigan, and certainly will bring about the next era. Of, of football at Wigan? Absolutely, and I, I think it, like you said, perfectly with, with football, 
and the finance involved it is getting more and more unsustainable, uh, especially in terms of the top flight and even the championship. So for me to, to hear that, so a lot of Wigan fans, I imagine it's, it's almost music to their ears because that's what would be right for Wigan Athletic because we want to have Wigan Athletic in, in five years to come, 10 years to come and so on. I want, I want my grandkids to, to be able to watch Wigan Athletic and I'm sure that sentiment will be shared across to a lot of fans. And uh, Mr. Tal, Tal Al-Hamid, as, as obviously the incoming chairman, he's, he's become a very popular figure on social media immediately. And he, he reserves special, special praise for yourself and the supporters club. What, what contact have you had with uh, Mr. Al-Hamid and uh, what has been your impressions of him? Um, so... Yeah, I mean, um, Mr. Al Hamad had uh, set up a Twitter page, and obviously, you know, we were we didn't know at first whether it was really Mr. Al Hamad, and of course, it was. Um, he is a he is a very private man, and um, he's very keen to get across to uh, Wigan and watch watch us, but we haven't spoke directly to Mr. Al Hamad. Um, like I said, the, the you know his representatives and Mr. Al Jasmi's representatives um, have been very keen to make sure that they speak to all the stakeholders, including the supporters club, the council, Lisa, and so on. Um, I mean, they've got really ambitious plans and really positive plans, and if they are, if they come to fruition, and if that's exactly what they do when they come in, then then the future is is as bright as Mr. Al-Hamad says, you know, hopefully. <laughs> Absolutely. In terms of, you've not actually had a direct conversation with him, but people have been saying he seems like a massive football fan as well, which could only stand with Athletic in really good stead. Yeah, um, I think his, his comments about uh, about us were from a group perspective, you know, about the sports club, about the council and so on. Um, and, and in actual fact, what, what has happened is, we've all worked together on that. So, you know, um, I was aware that Alison from the council was liaising and, you know, Mal uh, asked to be put in contact with Lisa through the supporters club. So I think it's really key that I, I do say that we, we've been a team throughout all of this. It's not the supporters club. Um, there's been a, a large network of people that have worked together um, to, to, you know, to be, be be that positive force for a potential new owner like the Bahrain is. And, and undoubtedly, they've seen that and thought that it's, a, you know, something they want to be involved in, a town where everybody works together to find a solution to just a, a really terrible situation that, that has been administration. Absolutely. I, I think over the last nine months, Wigan Athletic and, and Wigan Town have really shown that in times of adversity, they, they come back fighting and they fight to the very end. When the club needed the, the fans, the, the, all the stakeholders the most, everyone really stood up and was counted for. Uh, with so many great fundraisers, so many great individual achievements and the team as well on the pitch did an excellent job, Liam Richardson, especially with his leadership. And uh, the next question is a pretty obvious one and I'm, I'm one I'm sure the fans will be dying to hear. Can you provide any insight into what the Phoenix 2021 limited groups plans are for the Athletic? Uh, okay, so um, so the, the the things that they've talked about, I, and I know it's been mentioned already, but um, when we've looked at other bidders, there's been some question marks over the academy, and that that is the truth. Um, throughout the time that we've been trying to find a successful purchaser, several of the bidders have put a question mark over the costs of the academy. Um, in relation to whether that gives a you know sustainable outcome this group is completely different they absolutely recognize that the academy has not only potential for the future but it's literally kept us alive for the past nine months if we didn't have um gregor and the you know the young lads in the in the academy we would have been trounced every week there's no doubt about it. it would have been struggling for for players and you know the fact that we are where we are in the league now with you know the wins that we've had over the past few weeks is incredible and it's all down to the academy players and um you know liam and and gregor and, and the team so they recognize that fully and they have absolutely no um no plans to do anything 
negative with the academy. In fact, they want to make it even better. So that's that. That is certainly the first priority. Um, the second thing is that uh, Mal Brannigan wants to meet um, as soon as they're through the door. So uh, as soon as they are through the door in terms of the EFL approval, um, and I'm hoping it's going to be Easter holidays so that I've got some time <laughs> for away from school. Um, so I'm hoping for the next two, next two to three weeks. Uh, but Mal wants to meet and um, discuss uh, the some strategies for supporter involvement, some strategies for um, linking the supporters club to the community trust, potentially a little bit more. The community trust is award winning. So why would the supporters club not work more closely with them? And also um, looking at the crowdfunder money. So, so you know from our statement that we are seeking to refund the second crowdfunder, um, but eventually when the process is all the purchases all through we should receive back the first crowdfunder money from um from the administrators so there will be a a large sum of money there that we can do something really positive for the future of wigan athletic we will consult fans um but also the new owners will want to suggest things as well that we can put to the supporters um so that's another thing that we've got um, on our on our first agenda, um, you know, he's talking about potentially, you know, monthly meetings with the fans, with the supporters club, you know, different things like that. I think the first thing we'll do is have a brainstorm of um, of ways we can work together going forward. But but yeah, they're, they're very keen to do that, um, and I think that you know, without being too too over optimistic and too ambitious they mentioned about the, you know, they're keen to get back to the championship. Now, to me, that is, again, a team coming in being realistic. If, if they'd said, oh, we want to win the Premier League, it would sort of ring alarm bells. But, it, you know, that's a realistic goal sort of in three to five years, isn't it? So, again, um, you know, without being too positive, because I've only met them a, a handful of times, it's it's what we would have hoped for, hoped for throughout this process. Someone to come in and say, um, we're hoping to be in the championship within the next three to five years. We're hoping to make the club sustainable and we want to grow the academy. Those are sort of three things that we would be really keen to hear. You know, if it was nine months ago and someone had come and put that on the table, we'd have snapped, we'd have snatched it off them, wouldn't we? Absolutely, I think it's really realistic and really promising as well because they're showing real faith in the academy and, and the academy staff are absolutely brilliant. Gregory Ock, uh, you've got Jay Cochran, Matt Williams, so many unsung heroes in the academy. There's too many to even name and, and they are the central point for, from the under-8s all the way to, through to the under-18s, the under-23s. I, I watched the Everton versus Wigan under-18s game last night. I'm sure a lot of fans did and the amount of talent on show, even outside of the first team, is unbelievable. Sean McGurk, Harry Matthew, uh, Barry Deco, just three players who, who really caught the eye. And I'm really glad that it's going to be a focal point for the future because, for me, that, that is one of the biggest selling points about League Athletic. And in terms of Bahrain Group, you, you mentioned a lot of positive, positive things there. But are you aware of, of why, why, why Wigan, why pick this football club well, to be a part of? It's a really good question, you know, Jay, because I was just about to sort of interrupt you and say I've got a couple of little um, anecdotal things that uh, I picked up from Mal and also I spoke, I spoke, I've been speaking regularly to um, Mr. Al Jasmi. He's sort of like his investment and business manager um, and he's been part of the team that's been involved in this. The first thing is that um, apparently Wigan is a thing in Bahrain. So in terms of Wigan Athletic Football Club and the dream of getting to the Premier League with Mr. Whelan and then winning the FA Cup, it's, it's sort of a, it caused a media storm in Bahrain. And um, lots of people in Bahrain like Wigan and have an affinity with Wigan Athletic Football Club because of that time and that story. Now, I didn't know this at all. Um, and it was, uh, it was this gentleman from the group that told me that and said that, you know, they, uh, when they heard that it was on the market almost, um, 
they, they, they wanted to snap it up for that reason and, and generate a, um, you know, a buzz in Bahrain about Wigan being owned by Bahrainis, which to me is, is very strange. It's a very strange thing. Um, the second thing I wanted to mention was that um, they're also, they are, they've also seen the Bahraini Mad, Bahraini Mad song. Have you seen that by the guy who did the Will, Gr- Will Griggs on Fire yeah, song? Yeah, I've seen Sean so, Kennedy. And, and if, if anyone's not watching it, it's, yeah. it's, absolutely, it's, it's, it's certainly something. Uh, it, it's, yeah. it's very entertaining. It's uh, a well, song about the group to It's Raining Men. That's the one, and the and the the Bahraini group have have said to me uh, that they can't wait to hear it in the stadium. So so that's another sort of thing which has come out in the last few days anecdotally that they've they've seen that video and they want to hear it as soon as uh, fans are back in the stadium. So you know they're only anecdotal connections, but. Um, Thank goodness they're there because it, it, it's whatever it is about Wigan has uh, has sort of ignited the spark for these these people to put their millions of pounds in it, and ultimately that is what we needed. So, you know, I, I don't want to um, I, I don't want to tempt fate or anything like that. Everything, you know, the contracts are exchanging everything, but fingers crossed that everything continues to go as well as it has done in the last week, and and. Um, I know the EFL has been mentioned throughout this process and we're waiting for EFL board approval. Um, they, the EFL in the second half of this administration have been great, really, really great. Communication has been really good with us. And uh, so I expect that uh, the timelines that they've set for that board approval, I expect them to be, to be fulfilled. So, you know, fingers crossed that they are. It's a, it's a really weird and wonderful connection uh, with, with the group because you can kind of relate it to it as well because I know where, like Athletic, we have fan clubs in Hong Kong, New York, Fruit uh, for, for Will Jones. We've, we've got so many different fan clubs. I've seen Turkey, Brazil. Wigan Athletic is across the globe and, and that is majorly due to the achievements of, of 2013 with the FA Cup final and, and everything Mr Whelan achieved uh, in, his, in his 25-year reign at the club uh, it was a really special time and with the support with everything you've mentioned so far it seems very very promising and very positive I'm always very cautiously optimistic until a deal's done because uh, you never know in over the last nine months we've seen so many twists and turns and it's never over until uh, the signature's on the piece of paper on the contracts and ready to go but in terms of the Wigan Athletic Supporters Club uh, are you as positive and as happy that Wigan are in safe hands that you've ever felt before? Um ever felt before the last nine months is that what you mean sorry yeah um, yeah, yeah i mean um i, I like I, like i said earlier i i felt that throughout this nine months this group have been the most professional that i've seen um in terms of getting the way you know as far as they've got in terms of groups that have got as far as this this far any group um I, I am optimistic, but I'm exactly the same as you, Jay, in terms of, you know, the, until the ink's dry, um, I sort of won't believe it <laughs> fully. But um, they, you know, w- we haven't got to this stage before. We haven't got to exchange of contracts before. Um, and the, there's lots of planning going on and lots of positive conversations going on. And, you know, um, I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be uh, something positive for Wigan going forward. So, you know, uh, we just have to, we just have to be optimistic, especially after the last nine months. <laughs> so it's always important to keep the faith and keep believing as, as the perfect Wigan mottos are. And exactly. with the conversations you've had with the new ownership structure, have you had a more specific conversations about what involvement the supports club may have moving forwards, whether it's at a seat on the board, from representation uh, and stuff along those lines? Yeah, I mean, the the group, we have to remember that the sport solution was the money, the second money was raised to save the football club in the main, if, if that was necessary. We did um, talk about a seat on the board, and but, but we, there was a lot of um, people putting in bids where they, they, rec- they almost required that money to be able to purchase the football club. And that was never... 
um, our number one desire. Um, our number one desire was someone who could fund the football club fully and, and wouldn't necessarily need the supporters' money. And that's what the Bahraini group are. You know, they don't, they're not requiring the funds uh, from the supporters. Um, they, they are, you know, the, Mr. Al Jasmit is the owner of Wigan Athletic and, and we don't expect to be, um, to get a share or, you know, anything like that. That's been made clear to us. Um, but in terms of fan um, representation in club decisions and things like that, um, they, they've made it very clear that they would like to uh, regularly speak to the supporters club, but not only the supporters club, other fans groups as well. And um, Mal's phrase was that his door's always open. And, um, you know, anything that can make the football club better uh, and improve, he will be receptive to. So that's, you know, something not just for us, it's for, for all fans to think about. Um, so in terms of the supporters club generally, this whole process has uh, reshaped us totally. So, you know, from literally running coaches and doing weekenders and doing dinners we found ourselves thrust into a world of million pound football finances and trying to work out, you know, what, uh, what the losses in the stadium were and, and various, it's been an incredible experience and learning journey. And it's really important. I think that we take the supporters club to the next level um, and really try to make a difference in, in the game um, for the future. So, you know, you'll know that we had the petition to look at the owners and directors test and and uh, I know Lisa's been gone on record today and yesterday to say that she won't rest until that review, fan-led review of the owners and directors test and so on has been done. That's something that we as Wigan fans have made a difference to. You know, that that's now going to happen because of our lobbying as Wigan fans, as a collective, and because of what we've done in the media. So we've got to keep, keep going with that. So in our statement on Monday, we had an open call for committee members. You know, we're really keen to get more people on board, particularly people with ideas, particularly people with different, a different skill set, you know, and, and make the supporters club uh, a bigger and better organisation for fans' representation in Wigan for the future. So, you know, I would encourage anybody who is interested in taking an active role to get on our website and then contact us. Are you hoping that almost some new blood in the support club could help propel you to that next level? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you'll know that we are, um, we're waiting to become a, a trust. So uh, one of the reasons, it's a strange one, really. Um, we're Wigan Athletic Supporters Club. And if we want to become Wigan Athletic Supporters Trust and become more of, you know, a sort of um, a community business uh, society, basically, so that we can uh, take advantage of more schemes and, and, and become more professional in terms of our outlook, we have to wait till the new owners are in situ. It's a strange thing, but they have to give us permission to become Wigan Athletic Supporters Trust in terms of the name so uh, that's one of the things that we're waiting for. And then we will immediately convert to a trust as soon as the new owners are in. And that, again, that will take us to that next sort of professional level. So, so we do want to um, become, you know, more active with the FSA, who have been absolutely fantastic throughout this with us. Um, you know, and we want to support uh, national footballing issues with the FSA as a, as a professional organisation and they're supporting us in that trust conversion. So, you know, things like that we want to do in the future. I think it sounds very exciting. And, and, and you mentioned uh, in one of your previous answers, the, previously the sports club used to specialise in the coach trips, the, the dinners, the, the weekends away. And obviously it was not set up to deal with what happened with the administration. So who has been instrumental uh, from, from the outside in, in supporting you, giving advice and, and guiding you in the right direction. Um, so you're absolutely right. Um, we we weren't originally set up for that, but what we've managed to do is, as you quite rightly say, call upon people um, who've been fantastic. And some people 
we haven't uh, mentioned that much. So I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna just take my time and make sure I, I sort of say everybody in this in this little bit. But um, I mean, the first I've mentioned the FSA, um, and they are uh, an organisation that they're unsung really, unsung heroes because they they're seen as lobbyists, but actually they've got a lot of knowledge. Uh, there's a lot of really really knowledgeable people in the FSA uh, that have been you know involved in ownership of football clubs and so on they've been fantastic um, they were the people who who recommended us at our legal firm so Erwin Mitchell uh, now represents the supporters club and they're they specialize in football representation for uh, supporters trusts and uh, football clubs as well so they've been, again, they've been fantastic in terms of giving us legal advice. Um, what fans probably don't know is that there is a small group of uh, Wigan investors. All uh, five, six of these um, local families are sponsors of the football club and have been for many years. Uh, I won't mention them by name individually, but... Um, they were willing to put not only their own time but their own money into the supporter solution um in you know to the tune of to collectively over a million pounds that would have been what what you know would have would have gone into the supporter solution but not only that they were always at the end of a phone and we're talking about you know really professional business people with a lot of knowledge and a lot of contacts that just meant that if one of us at the supporters club needed some advice or a sounding board that they, um, they were there, you know, um, we've had support from, um, from the people at the football club. So Ash, Nick, as you know, who has left now, um, I've got to mention, um, Outwork, who is, they are the current clubs, marketing and, um, graphics and everything, videos and everything in the club between the team of the supporters club jonathan um lisa outwork and the people at the football club that drove that crowdfunder you know the second crowdfunder where we raised 650 to 700,000 pounds in a week those people were the driving force behind that and it it it, it will always be to me incredible an absolutely incredible uh thing that those people did along with the fans getting on board. Um, so, so I need to mention all those people, Murray at crowdfunder and Stripe as well. Stripe are the, um, financial sort of holding of, of, of crowdfunder. And both of those organizations, again, have been really supportive in terms of, um, holding the money money's in escrow and making sure it's secure and safe and you know giving us um peace of mind that the refund process will be fluid and, and we'll be able to do it um i'm trying to think i don't want to miss anybody out um we've had things like whatsapp groups so we have this whatsapp group of called WAF supporters and anytime i just need a little more and i can just put something in i think you're in it aren't you jay yeah i think i've been in it yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a, little, a little moan or a little worry, and we can just re reassure each other that everything's okay. So, um, Mud Hutter. So again, you know, the Mud Hutter is is a Wigan fanzine, PWU, Wigan podcast. All of those people have been there for each other, even even if it's just quietly somebody sending a message or you know saying uh, everyone's doing a great job. Please pass on thanks. Uh, and of course, I keep mentioning the supporters club, but there is a committee of people, you know, we meet regularly and, um, and throughout this process, we've met regularly as a committee, feeding back to each other, bouncing ideas off each other, you know, and those people um, are, have been fantastic. So, um, and of course yourself, I've mentioned yourself, but, uh, but the, the, you know, I'm sure I've missed somebody out. <laughs> yeah, um, somebody, Lisa, the somebody. council. You know, I've mentioned these people before. Uh, at some point, we'll do some sort of. Uh, we'll, we'll do a list. We'll do a top ten rundown, Jay. Of uh, you have to be top fifty, of uh, of people uh, involved in this process. There's just so many people that that have supported us, um, and it's just meant that as a team, we've we've done we've done a really good job. You know, I, I don't know any other football club 
where supporters have had such an involvement and oversight over such a dreadful time. Um, and so we, once again, Wigan are unique in that. Absolutely. And I'm going to cast, cast everyone back to that fundraiser, uh, the second crowdfunder, the uh, Save Our Club Appeal, because over £600,000 were raised in a pandemic. Wigan's a working town. A lot of people had lost their jobs. A lot of people were on furlough, but they still give everything they had to save the football club. And if you're an outsider to Wigan, uh, you probably think the club will not be a massive loss in terms of the bigger football picture. But it's really proven that amongst the community, it is everything. It's a life and soul. And it's so special for everyone involved. And I always say to people, if, if you're not a Wigan Athletic fan, you just simply won't get it. You won't understand it. Sean Maloney said it perfectly a couple of months before it even happened, uh, the administration. And that crowdfunding weekend was unbelievable. Victor Moses donated 20000 Rhys James donated 3000 and tagged all these ex-Wigan teammates, Chelsea teammates, everyone sharing it around. And it was spectacular. Did you always feel like that second crowdfund had a life of its own? <laughs> Yes, I remember uh, a friend of mine, uh, as each, each night as we did it uh, and we got the players donating and, you know, we were putting sort of updates on the big amounts when we got to 100, 150, 200. A friend of mine, I remember sent, I was up every night till two in the morning. I remember him sending a text and it said, um, it said, get to bed, get some sleep. The snowball will keep rolling while you sleep. And that's exactly what it felt like. It was like a snowball growing every single day. It was incredible. Um, I mean, the Reese James thing, we still get retweets off that now. Every single day, I get a retweet through the Supporters Club website, uh, Twitter, from a, a follower of Reese James or somebody who we follow. I actually think it ended up with Kim Kardashian at one point, that tweet. So, yeah, you know, another story in the history of Wigan Athletic. I, I have to say I did, met, I did miss somebody, Jay, so I have to mention Tom Flower at the Community Trust, who again has been fantastic. Um, he was looking into, at one point, um, Community Trust trading arms to see if we could find a way to, you know, mobilise the supporter solution even more. There was no stone unturned in this process to find a way out of it. You know, I'm convinced that if the Bahrainis hadn't come in or if, 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 we, if we weren't able to find a solution, there would have been a supportive solution there because there were so many people driving it. Absolutely. Kim Kardashian's a Wigan fan. I never thought I'd ever <laughs> say that before. And, and what a great context that is. But uh, it's, it's absolutely incredible that the finish line is, is now in sight. Fingers crossed, uh, everything gets a green light and, and the saga it's going to finally come to an end. And, and you mentioned there that obviously with the support solution and everyone involved, uh, it, it gave us a great chance and it was a massive support mechanism for, for everyone. Was there any point in this process where you felt a takeover was unlikely and liquidation looked like the most likely option? Um, I never, I, <laughs> I never believed we would be liquidated. I, I will be honest and say that there were moments where I thought, the supporter solution was the only solution. That is true. A lot of moments. And, I, and you know, I would ring people up and say, I, I feel like it's us or nothing. It's, it it's, feels insurmountable, but we've just got to do it. And, and I would receive the same feedback. They would say, we've just got to do it, Caroline. You've got to do it. They've got to do it. Every, you know, all the different people have got to come together and we've just got to do it. I never felt we'd be liquidated. And I don't think the administrators ever felt that either um they would always come back to us and say where you at if they had worries where you at with that sports solution we weren't there uh in terms of before the Bahrainis came in we didn't have the five million or seven million but we we were starting the irons in the fire were starting to get hot um and therefore it never dipped where i thought we were going to lose our football club but you know, never say never. Um, so, you know, I, I'm just uh, sort of ho holding out for the ink to dry on that paper. <laughs> you, you mentioned the administrators there and the administrators have drawn a lot of criticism from the supporters over the last nine months. And uh, what, what would you make, what do you make of the administrators having dealt with them <laughs> on a daily basis? Um, 
gosh, that's probably the most difficult question you've asked me all night there, Jay. Uh, I have I have never had any dealings with any sort of insolvency or you know liquidation or administration before this process. So it's difficult because I don't have a point of reference. Um, I think that in terms of Wigan, generally I can't understand administration fees. I can't understand the the amount of money it costs to, uh, you know, do an administration process. It, it, It is generally fairly obscene. And I think that some sort of governance of that process generally needs to be done. Um, I think that, 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 you know, that ultimately they've run the football club for nine months and uh, the Bahrainis are taking over quite a clean business in terms of, you know, we don't have masses of debt that they're buying into or anything like that. Um, but in terms of um, dealing with administrators, never want to do it again never ever you know never want to do it again and um I, i'm grateful that they kept the communication channels open with us um but in the same i have to say i've been honest with them as well there's been times where i've said the person i've dealt with mainly has been dean watson uh and then paul stanley um but Dean, I'll, I'll, I will ring him up and say, you know, what on earth was that statement? Fake news? What you, you know, what? <laughs> so I've been really honest with them in terms of um, some of the mistakes that they've made, potentially. Um, but I suppose when this is all over, uh, you know, they, they might have more stories than, than, than I've got. I don't know. But, uh, but administration is, is one of the most horrible things to happen to a football club like this that, that you love, you know, I can't, uh, the, the selling off of, of uh, Exton was heartbreaking, the selling off of, you know, some, some of the players that, that have had to go because of it. And I, could we have got more money for them? That, that's the sort of thing that I'll always question about the process, but that ultimately they're not Wigan fans, are they, the administrators? So, they just have to do a job, which is which is really quite cold. Yeah, I, I think in, in terms of administration, uh, there's there's no affiliation there. There's there's no emotion to it. it it's purely insolvency, and, and I think that that's probably where where it kind of draws a lot of the comparisons and the criticisms. And after going through everything, do you think being one of the few people who's seen what's been going on behind the scenes uh, as as a fan, has it has it made it easier or harder for you? Oh, another good question. Again, somebody said at the start to me, uh, well, sort of after a couple of months, you know, what you're doing might damage you as a fan. That was another quote that someone said. Because seeing the the amount of money lost in football, for example, you know, the, the average, it's no, no secret that the average um, annual loss in League One is £2 million. You know, so seeing things like that, seeing... Um, you know, the stories that have come out about players wanting to leave and, and things like that, it, it just, um, it, it does, it does hurt you when you, it's a team that you've supported since you were a little girl or little boy, you know, whatever. Um, it, it, it hurts people in this whole process. I think that um, not being able to watch as well has been really difficult. So not actually being able to go and support the lads and support the team um, has really has really meant that we everybody's felt really disconnected from it. So I'm just hopeful that when I can get back in the stadium and and uh, you know hopefully fingers crossed we're in League One and we can we can start the new season with high hopes. Um, I'll sort of just think about all the horrible stuff that's happened in nine months as a as a bad memory or a bad dream. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. And has this process changed your relationship with the club as a fan in, in terms of, I know a lot of fans have made really reassessed their relationship with football because you only realise how much something means to you when it's on the verge of being taken away. Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> I've always sort of um, given, well, for 20 years as chairman, 
my heart and soul to the club. Um, but th- there have been times throughout this where I've just thought, you know, I can't carry on. I know the committee have worked so hard. Different people have said it's, it's just too hard. Um, but it's only when you get the positive outcome, again, optimistically, the positive outcome, that you just sort of realise that the reasons you've done all this for the club, raised the money and, you know, what everybody you've put into is just because it, it's, a, it's a, in your heart, isn't it? And um, it just shows that it's a very strange fit thing, football. And Wigan is even stranger, I think, that once you get the bug, that's it. So hopefully the Bahrainis will get the bug pretty quickly. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I think they will. It's, it's a club that it, once you're a part of the club, uh, you, you immediately come one of one of us, one of the Wigan fans, one of the, the Wigan people. And you, you mentioned there you had moments where you, you were questioning, is this worthwhile? It, it's Well, not questioning if it's worthwhile, obviously questioning the, the stress and, and obviously what you've been going through. How have you personally coped with the, with the stress of your, your day job as a deputy head teacher? in the middle of a pandemic on top of the crisis at Wigan Athletic. <laughs> you make it sound like, yeah, uh, uh, definitely um, a, a future feature length film that year. Um, how have I caught with it? Well, you just sort of get on with it, but it's not, again, it's not just me, you know, um, having really good people throughout the whole process uh, to lead on, to speak to. I, I mentioned before about just, people dropping a message not heard from you for ages or I've heard this I've heard that can I help with this that that that's the main thing really and um you know uh, again I could mention people very close to me that have been very 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 supportive but you know there's no need to there's there's been so many people that have 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 helped each other throughout this that uh and that's that's something for the future you know when on monday i sort of spent the evening emailing out people and saying thanks to you and thanks for this and and um it was lovely to receive those messages back to say you know same to you so i think i've made we've made so many new friends and acquaintances that you know and everybody signed off with see you at the game hopefully have a pint at the game so so that ultimately the that's what we've all been driving for, isn't it? To be able to go to future games. And, and now we have more of a kindred spirit because of what we've been through. So, yeah. It, it's certainly a stronger connection, a stronger affiliation to the football club. How many hours a week, roughly, do you think you've spent on Wigan related matters? <laughs> um, <laughs> very difficult to say. Uh, an average. Uh, it's very difficult to say, honestly. Um there's some weeks where, you know, it was just sort of a sort of cursory thing every day. Some weeks, some weeks, every single day I was, you know, <laughs> you know, there's some, it, 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 Zoom was, the pandemic was almost a curse, you know, because it meant that you, you could spend hours on Zoom to countless different investors and potential bidders and you had to sort of sift through whether they were genuine or you know but again all life experience all really really uh, nothing no time is wasted because you you learn something from it so yeah it, it was very varied and um you know i always said write a book but nobody would actually be interested i don't think in the, in the ins and outs of it but yeah there's certainly a few anecdotes from everybody who can uh, involved in this process who, who, who come together i'm sure we might have a supporters club dinner <laughs> i'm sure plenty of people, share stories yeah <laughs> i'm sure plenty of people will be interested in reading a book and in terms of you mentioned there you've spent plenty of zoom calls with, with potential bidders and potential investors uh, debating whether they're credible and whether they're serious how how is that process like to, to do that and how do you assess whether a a bidder is serious or not serious yeah, um, I mean, the, the problem is you don't want to close any doors at all. You learn that pretty quickly, that you've got to listen to everybody, you've got to pick up every email because you don't know. And the administrator said that actually as well. You don't know where the next Wigan owner is coming from. So you can't possibly say, oh, you know, I'm not going to take that call because they don't seem like they're credible. I've searched them on the internet. or So it, it, 
it's it's a it is a long process and you got to sort of talk to people and and again people say well why the supporters club involved in this simply because the the funds that we raise have, have, have given us that ability to have an involvement and it's been a positive experience it's you know it's 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 been useful for the whole process to have that experience so it's not about us deciding we, we don't make decisions whether they're credible or not or we haven't done that it's just um sort of having a having that dialogue as fans with those people to see what their plans are and see you know that sort of thing um and like i said it, it's been useful and and it meant that when the spanish did come out you know when the spanish bid fell through we were able to speak to the administrators about our views as supporters on how the next stage of the process would run and they listened you know they listened because of what happened with the spanish and they knew that we'd met with bidders and things so for example uh, the fact that they didn't offer immediate exclusivity uh, and we were able to speak to the uh, efl directly at supporters club and say would you consider uh you know doing multiple checks on different people in terms of the um fit and proper persons and they agreed to that and that meant that you know there was nobody sort of blocked out like that had happened with the spanish so we've been able to have it have an influence in a positive way over the whole process with the fl obviously they did do the, the pre-vetting with, with any potential owner early in the podcast you said they've been really 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 helpful in the second half of the last nine months how was he in the first half of the, uh, the <laughs> process I, I i sort of um the reason i say this first half is that i i do have a gripe about the initial points deduction uh but as time so, and the same lisa said the same that you know she, um we we were really disgusted at the start that that had been inflicted on us through the actions of you know our previous owners and so on and that's why we started the petition and and i wrote an open letter to the efl which was considered by them but then of course at the hearing they um they still deducted the points and, and it just meant uh it meant relegation and so that's what i meant by at the start but as as you sort of as you work with them and speak to them that their rules are very black and white and and they in in the words of, of of the gentleman i've been working with at the efl he said we've got to protect the interests of all of the football league clubs you know and and it's not just you know if you do something for one club you've got to do it for other clubs so that with working with the efl i have sort of gained a little bit more insight into their sort of rules and the, the reasons why they do certain things certain ways uh, but i do know also that, that you know they're, they're willing to reflect and trevor birch is the new sort of head of the of the efl and 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 i'm sure he'll be looking to improve things uh we've worked with him again since christmas since he came in it's a, it's a great answer and I, I imagine with the fl a, a big thing they need to consider is the integrity of the competition because like you said if you do something for one club it be expected to do it for every single club in the football league. And over the last nine months, it's been very eventful, to say the very least. What do you feel like you've learned the most from this takeover saga? Uh, I haven't really reflected on what I've learned the most yet. I'll, I'll perhaps reflect the, reflect on it all, uh, and we'll we'll talk about that in the future. But uh, you know, the most, but things that I've learned um, that. I guess uh, it's like a pause. This way, I think. I think it's very important that um, you always say factual things. So you know, make sure that when you are talking to people, you're always honest. You do the right thing, um, and and you are fact based, and that that stands you in good stead. I think. Um, building trust in relationships with people is something that I've learned a lot about in terms of, you know, in football and, um, and that the power of, of supporters in football is bigger than any football name or any amount of money. If you haven't got the fans behind you, 
then that's where a football club is in real trouble. And as you've seen from the last nine months, Wigan have, has got a fantastic, you know, a fantastic fan base that have kept the club going over the last nine months. And um, and that you know that means that our, as you quite rightly said, Jay, our children and grandchildren will be able to watch it for the future, and and hopefully they'll look back and say that the fans of 2020 and 2021 saved the football club and, and genuinely, uh, you know, the fan, the fans have had a massive, massive influence on saving this football club for the future. I can't echo that statement enough because I think in, in 20 years time, when, when we look back on this as a, a distant memory, it, we will obviously reflect on the negative side of things and what happened, the players that left, that the training ground being sold and, other things of that nature, but ultimately we'll be proud because we've been through a great deal collectively and individually through the challenges of the coronavirus pandemic in personal lives. And in, in terms of, I, I asked you the question about reflecting, and this is another reflection question that I'm going to hit you with and feel free to obviously bat it away if, if you're not quite ready for this one. But is there anything throughout this process that you've done that you, you, you wish you did slightly differently? Um, I think I've been asked this before, you know, um, and, and I said no, which, which seems a little bit, you know, um, a little bit like it can't possibly be true, but, um, th- I, what this pro I normally with, with my day job, I'm like a bull in a china shop, you know, I just want to get things done, get them done, get it sorted. Um, but the, the people I've worked with throughout this have made me more reflective and made me just sort of stop and think what's the best thing to do in this situation. Um, you know, if I just give you an example that, uh, you know, for example, like statements, putting statements out, I'm not a sort of person who, who's used to writing statements about football and then putting them out. We, we check them, we reflect on them, we make sure it's right, make sure that the wording is right. So I know that seems like a very small detail, but this whole process has taught me that things have got to be thought about before you act. Um, so, so if, in your in answer to your question, if if the whole process happened again, I don't think we would do anything differently. I feel like at every stage, because of the people involved and the advice we've sought, we've done the right thing. I think we've had a couple of lucky moments where we followed our gut and it's worked, um, and it could have gone a different way, but um, but generally. Um, I, I just feel like the whole team have done the right thing throughout. Um, so I, I'm not sure I would do anything differently, really. Do you think as a collective group now, as a supporters club, it'll lead you more well-equipped for the future for anything that may happen um, along the lines of, of any circumstance, really? Yeah, I think um, the team of the supporters club committee now are really sort of much more gelled. We, we've met more regularly. Normally, we would only sort of meet before the games once every, you know, four to six weeks. We've been meeting on Zoom every couple of weeks for the past, uh, particularly when things are active, like the past few weeks. So um, we're a really good team now. And I think that there are others on the periphery that we're trying to sort of persuade to come on board with us officially uh, that may do that. So I think in the future, the supporters club will hopefully go from strength to strength and, and you know, continue to be a really good representation of, of Wigan fans in the future. Absolutely. And I know you briefly mentioned them earlier, but I'd like to ask further about these three people. But how helpful Lisa Nandy Jonathan Jackson and Andy Burnham all been throughout this process? Um, so uh, Jonathan is, you know, always at the end of a, a phone. Obviously he was pivotal in the crowdfunding and, um, you know, he, Lisa mentioned again last night that, you know, he worked for no, he's worked for nothing. He, he hasn't had a job since he was made redundant. And um, every time I ring him and say, Jonathan, support a solution. We need to ro- mobilise again. And he'll say, Oh, I was just sort of, you know, looking for jobs, but go on, I'll put it on hold again. So literally his life has been on hold to um, to try to make a solution, you know. Um, Lisa has been on the end of a phone again uh, any time that I need it. I have to say that um, 
you know, I'm not a big fan of International Women's Day. I think it should just be, you know, International Humans Day. But myself and Lisa very often have uh, have funny conversations about certain things, not only in uh, football, but also that's been going on in education over the last uh, last few months. Um, I'm sure we feel like we could do a better job than some of them, but that's just me talking, not Lisa. <laughs> People like Gary Williamson and so on. But, you know, again, that's just me. Um and uh, of course, Andy has, um, I mean, I've not had any direct contact with Andy, to be, per to be perfectly honest, but he's been vociferous, I know, um, in terms of, you know, being, being in contact with uh, the EFL and being, being in contact with, um, you know, the, the people involved in, in sort of the, um, not the administration of Wigan, but the overall process of the fan-led review in the future and things like that. So, yeah, th those three people, and I'll also mention um, Alison McKenzie, particularly Paul McEvitt, David Molyneux at the council, who, again, um, you know, really busy people, but would just meet with us and see if there's any solutions that they could help with. You know, they, besides the supporters club, they're the sort of four factions that have really um, meant that uh, we've been able to mobilise things. Absolutely, it, it, it's, it's been a, a real learning curve, uh, as you touched on earlier. And before I, I did the podcast, I, I often ask people that I'm close with if they've got any questions for the guests I may have coming on. And uh, there was no real questions apart from just to say thank you. And uh, <laughs> I'd just like to, to ask, are you aware of just how grateful the supporters are for all of your hard work that yourself and the Supporters Club Committee have shown throughout this uh, period? Um, I think... Um... Throughout this, um, it's difficult because you know we, we we're just we're ordinary people. So you know, I'm, I'm going to name all the committee now. So hopefully, I don't miss anybody out. But um, Mick, Adam, Marie, Norma, Eddie, Andrew. Uh, have I said Adam? Yeah, Jeff, Jason. Uh, and I'm going to mention Spike as well, who we, we lost um, during this process as well. Uh, Ian Carter, if you know Ian. Um, you know, all of the... I've not missed anybody out. If I've missed anybody out, I'm sorry, committee there, because I, I went through it. I should have had a list up, but I don't think I have. Um, they, throughout it, you know, we've had, we've had stick, but then, you know, um, I've, I learned very quickly in my day job that... Uh, you can't get anything done without breaking a few eggs. You know, you can't make an omelette without making a few, breaking a few eggs. And the people who, uh, the people who do nothing, never get any stick. That's another one. You know. So, uh, are we, do we know how grateful people are? We don't. We don't. You know. We don't, that's not what we do it for. The committee does it because we love Wigan Athletic, and um, we just want to. You know, represent the fans. We just want the fans' views to be heard. Um, we want people to be able to travel to away games and support our team away. We want uh, the the football club to continue for the future. So, you know, it's it's not um, gratitude that we that we do it for, but um, it's, it has been very nice to receive all the messages over the last few days. So, you know, thank you to everybody who's reached out to anyone in the supporters club to say thank you because it has uh, really brightened our day after nine months of potential misery <laughs> i i think uh, that's a great answer and it, it's truly been one of the most darkest chapters in the club's 89 year history and now uh the phoenix is is rising from from the fire so to speak with the phoenix 2021 limited group and i've actually uh, just drawn a comparison in my head which is, is quite a weird one but i i'm pretty sure uh, the old athletic mascot back in the day there used to be phoenix and blue so that's a connection lack of connection that people might not have necessarily clocked on so but it's a connection uh, which which will take and it's been a fantastic podcast I, i'm great to listen to you and some of your stories and I know a lot of fans are very grateful for the work you've done, uh, as well as the support committee, Lisa, Nandy, Jonathan, Jackson, and a lot of the uh, individuals involved, the unsung heroes who won't necessarily get the credit uh, in the wide, widespread media, and so to speak. And for, for my final question, I'm, and I'm sure you're delighted that it's the final question, but is there anything you'd like to add or any message you'd like to say to the Wigan Athletic supporters? 
Um, well, just um, that, you know, we, we've been fantastic together. And I know that there's been times where we were totally unsure if, if we were going to have a football club for the future. But I think we've just got to now get behind um, the fingers crossed potential new owners and, um, and we've just got to look to the future. Um, so I would say as soon as season ticket comes out, everybody buy a season ticket. Um, you know, we're looking at, um, we're looking at what to do uh, in terms of the next steps for the refunds and things like that. But, you know, you might consider using your refund to buy a season ticket maybe in the future um, because that will really help I think the next uh, the next few months, and uh, we want a massive crowd on, don't we? When it, when we're singing Bahraini uh, Bahraini Mad uh, in in the stadium, so 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 that's it, really. You know, just um, let's get behind them, and, and the new era of Wigan Athletic is uh, is Middle Eastern. <laughs>